Welcome back to Throwing Hands. Uh, sorry for the lack of review this week. I had a bunch of homework going on. Um, Krylov and Span have been moved to the Piotr Young card, if I'm not mistaken. So that fight will be coming soon. But Jet, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Hanging in there. Uh, midterms coming up. Just trying to claw my way into spring break. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So we'll get the the preview out for the card out tomorrow. However, we do have we have a little special episode. Uh, we, we wanted to come two times this week, and we are. We're going to go over the career of Johnny Bones, um, the GOAT. Uh, it's undisputed, and you can't really say anything after, you know, the, after uh, USADA changed the regulations regarding um, positive tests. So there'd be no picograms on Johnny Bones' uh, record anymore. But, you know, we're going to go through his career a little bit. Um, we're going to touch on it. We're mostly going to touch on his, uh, title reign, but we're going to touch on a few fights, um, before then. So let me share my screen. We'll get right to it. All right. Um, his, uh, his first fight was, uh, Andre Guzmao. Um, crazy. This we'll, I'll touch on this one. He'd only been doing MMA for six months before he had, uh, <laughs> gone into the UFC. Crazy. Yeah. Dude's- uh, yeah. He's so good. Uh, then he fights Stefan Bonner. May that man rest in peace. We, we, I think we acknowledged it a few weeks ago or a month or so ago, something like that. But Jarrett and I would not be here today if it weren't for this man. And I think everyone here should recognize that Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin saved the UFC. Um, so very important. Um, his only loss, Matt Hamill, the twelve to six elbows. <laughs> you know. Here's how I look at that. There are far more dangerous things you could do legally in MMA, like knee stomps, yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. I guess they just don't like cuts, man. I don't know. But so, shout out Matt Hamill, man. He beat the GOAT. Perfect technique by Hamill, hitting John Jones's elbows with his face. It was just, <laughs> it's I, almost like he didn't have to do anything. No, I, I could not have done that better myself, honestly. Yeah. Crazy. Then he went on and he TKO'd uh, Brandon Vera, who – was recently dethroned as the one championship heavyweight title holder. Um, so very good there. Matyushenko, great fighter. Uh, he was out of his prime at this point, but this is where it starts to get juicy, guys. You know, Jones, he subs Ryan Bader in the second round. Ryan Bader is still the heavyweight champion of Bellator after yeah. they fed him uh, old Fedor. Legend. Why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? But, and he was the Bellator light heavyweight championship for a while. And when he lost the belt to uh, Vijim Nemkov. Um, But so he goes, and then here we go, man. This is the good stuff. Um, UFC 128, 
Shogun Hua versus John Jones. John Jones was a spry 23-year-old when he captured the belt against a legend like Hua. Yeah. Just a whooping too, man. Like that's 102 strikes to 11. That is... <laughs> I've never read the stats of this fight before. I didn't realize it was that no. bad. I knew it was bad. Three three takedowns. Come on, man. Come on, man. A knockdown. 75 significant strikes. The nastiest strike of that fight was, I think it was the third third round. And he was, it was probably a minute before the the last sequence of the fight started. But he reached back for like the ankle. And then he just came back from his hip and just boom, put who was heading to the canvas. Absolutely brutal, but this is the start of well, greatness had started much sooner. But then he fought um what's his face? Rashad Evans, I believe. Um, or uh oh, Rampage. Mm. Um you gotta love Rampage. Um This was the only fight that John Jones said he was scared for in his whole career, I'm pretty sure. Can't blame him. I mean, going up against who of the last match? That's crazy. It just, I like and you were talking. It just shows the mentality of John Jones. Like he he realizes that he's on another level for most of these guys. Even some of the one of the best fighters to ever grace the octagon, and John's just simply not scared of him. Not not moving. It's, yeah, I mean we'll we'll touch on that for a ton of his other fights of just. John's continued legacy to beat these really, really, really legendary fighters. It's just crazy one after another. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he subbed Rampage. And I don't blame him for being scared. Rampage Rampage punches pretty hard, uh, (laughs) to say the least. Uh, But Jones, 74 to 24 total strikes, which is absolutely insane. Um, Then... We don't even have to talk about this too much. The most legendary submission of all time, in my opinion. Oof. They love the brutality, he said the other day about the submission. Said, yeah, yeah he's, he's brutal, and the fans love the brutality. Yeah. Uh, I, here's my thing with this one. And I think this translate into, translates into the Gone fight a bit. I think now I, Gone will probably. Will, you could debate Rampage if you truly want to, all right? But Gon will probably be the hardest puncher he has faced. Mm-hmm. But quickest puncher, Leota Machida. And it's not even particularly close. Now, oh. granted, John will be 40 pounds heavier going into the octagon. However, Machida's so quick. And he caught him with that left hand multiple times, like oh. off of kicks. It was beautiful striking by Machida, but John Jones, fight IQ, recognized the situation. When Leota threw... He threw and knocked him down and got the win. <sighs> He's so good, bro. He is. Uh, we're going to say that over and over We're going to say that at least 25 more times. <laughs> yeah. But um, Now, this is one of my favorite performances from John Jones, in my opinion, and here's why. I think this – some of it will translate to some extent to his fight against uh, Cyril Ghosn. Um, I think John Jones will show more striking like this like more creative striking because in this Rashad Evans fight, he, this is really when we started to like 
see completely what he could do with his elbows and hand fighting. John Jones will probably be doing a lot of hand fighting on Saturday, I think. That he'd be wise to do so, I believe. I'm not an expert, obviously. However, I think I mean he just sliced Rashad Evans up with some elbows. It was it, it I don't even know. They looked like jabs. Yeah. Yeah. And just to keep him coming. Like like you said, he's so creative. Um, you said a couple episodes ago this is gonna be the best striking um fight that we've ever seen in the heavyweight division by far it's going to be so whoever gets that edge first whoever comes out with the best game plan and to a point actually now you think about you can't even have a game plan for these two you know it's it's going to be fun to watch it's going to be the highest skilled heavyweight matchup of all time but that was what what blows my mind is that John Jones faced four of the greatest light heavyweights of all time in a row. It just dominated them all, which is crazy. Now, this is where John Jones was in the most trouble in his career, um, fighting uh, Vitor Belfort um, back in oh, what, uh, at 152. I think he, Jones was probably like 24, 25 in this fight. Granted, this was TRT Fort, um, <laughs> but still, he, he just blows through these legends like this. Um, I don't know. This I think this was, in my opinion, his most impressive performance, especially when he got the key lock on beat Vitor, who's a not like the most renowned black belt, but he can grapple very well. Was this the one where uh, with the armbar? Yes. Yeah. 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 Man. Yeah. I mean, that was such a tight arm. I and mean, Vitor is, was always good at timing strikes with ground and pound and just transitioning to an arm bar. But to get out of that, that's that's next level, man. Now, this is uh, re- oh yeah, Chael Son. We're not even. I'm not even over the stat sheet. I I love Chael with the burning passion from the the mean streets of Westland, Oregon. But uh, <laughs> but Chael wasn't supposed to. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. He got absolutely demolished. And he's lucky. John, 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 John Jones is lucky that he got it out of the first round because he had a broken toe. And it yeah. would have been a DQ, TKO for Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen could have been the light heavyweight champion. Uh, but, and Chael's comment, Uncle Chael's comments this week have just been oh. Mm outrageous man yeah like the fact that he was like um saying he doesn't deserve a title fight saying he's working out in the pool he's hurt and all this stuff the pool's a great workout guy come on man come on come on on, uncle chill only injured people work out in the pool yeah (laughs) all right to arguably the greatest light heavyweight title fight of all time i say arguably because Yuri Prohaska and Glover Teixeira put on one of the best shows in UFC history back in June. Yuri, come back, come back well, man. Come, please, please. You're like my f- favorite fighter. But um, people argue that, um, you know, Gus won the fight. And I think Jones won the latter three rounds of this fight. I've watched it. I, I am a Jones fan. I'm a big Jones fan of the fighter, not the person. 
but I think, you know, some people have this thing like, oh, he was so close. You, you got to beat the champ to beat the champ. Like, you, you got to okay. make it um, yeah. pretty obvious Sound. that you won, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think you still see a lot of that even this year. Like, people complain about, oh, well, you got to – you gotta make sure the champs down and out before it's called. Um, I remember that's how that's how I felt after um the Adesanya fight. But um, you know, watching it back, that was not a case of that. He was about to get <laughs> absolutely clobbered yeah. by that, that left, left hook was up. coming. That was coming. That would have been so bad. Yeah, the, but, they even got a picture of that, like from the guy yeah. on the stand, like you just see left hook go burr coming <laughs> coming in. And Mark Goddard stepped in. Great yeah. job, Mark Goddard. But a little bit awesome. But yes. Uh, no, no. We need to that's, that's fine. I want to talk about this though. A little off topic as well, but this is I don't I don't count interim belt as holding the belt. I'm sorry. You can consider it all you want. I don't consider it personally. It's a it's just a, a glorified number one contender, in my opinion. And I think the belt should be silver or something like that. Something cool. Yes. Yes. Thank That'd you. be cool. That'd be so cool. However, I think Gus is the best fighter to never win a belt. If it wasn't for DC, if it wasn't for John Jones, two top 10 fighters of all time, Gus would have had a belt. And there's no doubt in my mind. Top top five. It wasn't you had a, yeah, you, you said DC was in your top five. I, I am up there with you. Like that's two of the greatest ever. And Gus, man, and and it didn't help. Like I, you've said before, he was not the same after this, and then really wasn't the same after the next one. No, just... I think that's just because John Jones cared in the second fight. <laughs> yeah, jo- Jones didn't train for this fight apparently, and he still came out on top. Says a lot about him. <gasps> Glover, hey, um, yeah, Glover to share, um. Pure domination. Um, I mean, he tore his labrum in the first round with that shoulder crank. Um, Jones just is that guy, man. Um, He put it to Teixeira. And the fact, you know, Teixeira became a champion at 42. I mean, uh, well, 41, I think. What He was was old, and Glover would say, yeah, I was a little older. But he – it just shows that. I think it shows the state of the light heavyweight division today. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We we've said that on our the beginning of the year, picking for who's gonna win it at the end in every title fight so far this year in the light heavyweight division. Well, it's been four or five new champs since John Jones has left the division. Oh, like yeah. it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And then Glover was one of them. Shout yeah, out Glover. For Glover to even be around that long. And to be 42 years old and get the belt, like you're saying right now, it shows the level of what John Jones has always been on. And I think it shows the level of Glover, too, in a good way. Like, if you're that good for that long, dude, you're special. And that wasn't a prime Glover that won the belt. I'm sorry, guys. Like, that wasn't prime Glover. That was uh, prime heart Glover. Glover, Glover's heart was in its prime. But – not not him as a skilled fighter, but shout out Glover, man. We we love Glover here. All right, first DC fight. Um, 
most legendary interviews ever leading up to this fight. Um, I will not play them on the show. Um, kids show. It's a kids show. But um, I highly recommend you search up, you know, DC and John Jones bickering after ESPN interview. Um, or when they sit down with Joe Rogan uh, and then DC says, oh, I'm willing to die. This, this, this was so savage. I'm willing to die in there, John Jones. And John Jones goes, okay. Be prepared to do that. <laughs> and you know that John Jones was just, he's serious about it. He's like, okay. Yes. I think either, I think Joe Rogan said this about Mike Tyson and John Jones. You have to be crazy to be this good. You can't just be a normal person. Yeah. Like there, there's another level. Such a such a freak athlete. Like, I mean, the only basis that this is something that I learned just a little bit ago. John Jones was a, um, I forget what even the classification is, but he did have a wrestling background. He was a national champ at Juco. Iowa, yeah, Iowa Central Community College. I didn't know if that was considered JUCO or not, but my teammate uh, from high school wrestles there now. And I didn't know John had a wrestling background, but that's what John Jones had before, you know, eventually going into MMA right after that. Like, that's just, it's freakish, man. It's yeah, freakish. It, people, it's freakish. Aren't, people aren't like that. Like that. And that's, I, I definitely think like his, his persona and his confidence comes from that ability that he realizes that physically he is built different than pretty much 99% of the people on this roster. It's yeah. as simple as that. Some people are just gifted with it. John Jones has it, and he uses it. And on top of that, me and you said before this, he talks the best trash in the game, I feel, because it's it's he's good enough, and he's shown it before, that whenever he says these outlandish claims, you almost feel like he's not just saying this for views. He genuinely could kill you if you wanted to but yeah. he said like regarding the machida yeah i feel like he could have broken his neck right there yeah dude dude's insane but you love it that's what makes him awesome in the ring in the in the in the cage rather um osp i'm not going to go into this we're not going to go into this one too much but this john jones looked a lot like um the john jones we saw a few years ago when he fought tiago santos and dominic reyes just didn't look that interested because he just want to fight DC again. Yeah. Um, then he fought DC again. Um, gnarly, one of, John Jones was setting that head kick up the whole time. The whole fight digs to the to his body, digs to his body, digs to his body. And then John Jones just whips the head kick up there and knocks him out. Um, no contest now, but under the current USADA protocol, this would have been a, been counted as a knockout. So we're going to count it that way. Yeah. It it was a beautiful head kick. That's all it I'm going to say. Scary. Um, uh, what well, it was the last fight that he got all the takedowns, but still, just speaking back on that, John Jones was a JUCO level collegiate wrestler. Daniel Cormier was an all-american or national champion at oklahoma state university which an is olympic alternate yes historically the best 
college wrestling school in the country in history. It's insane. And John Jones was able to out us. And I love yeah. DC. Both both of us love DC. I love DC. Cormier is a great coach. Uh he was uh he's the coach for uh Chase Saldate, who went to wrestle at Michigan State now. Um coaches over at uh coaches out in California. I forget the name of the school right now. But I love DC. But for John to be able to go out and out grapple him is just <sighs> crazy you, you can't predict something like that like it's just yeah a, it's a, i think i think people i mean he had a full scholarship to go to iowa state and wrestle but things fell through but you know people underestimate juco um yeah. and the thing with juco is it's like the people that go to juco and play sports usually d1 or d2 or high d2 athletes they just don't have the grades yet so they go there to get oh. some good grades and then go on to the D1 or D2 level. That's what they do. That's what that's how John Jones got a scholarship to Iowa State. Oh, fun fact in case you didn't know, John Jones and Colby Covington were roommates there. Hey. That's um, quite it's quite the room. Yeah. Um, second Gus fight. Not too much to talk about here. Um John Jones handled business this time and got the job done. He Third round TKO. Goat. Um, like he's it's like a switch. It's like he just turns this switch on and yeah. gets this killer instinct. Oh. Yeah. The wise quote of Anthony Smith. John Jones isn't that good. He's just <laughs> pretty good at everything. Like, like, yeah, that's that, that let's talk about that. That sound like Chael Sonnen. Let's talk about it. Um but it's like I'm trying to say like less. I'm, I'm pretty good at not saying it, but Anthony Smith, come on, man. Um, I like you as an analyst. I think you were really good as an analyst. I love listening to you talk fights. However, you literally just, when you said that, you kind of missed the point about mixed martial arts. He's not yeah. too, he's not particularly good at just one, at one thing. Oh, but He's just oh, fairly good at everything. That's essentially what he said. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the point. He's not good at martial arts. He's just really good at mixing them. Like, yeah, man, that's that's essentially word. what he said. And it's like, dude, you got wrecked in this fight. John yeah. Jones wasn't even trying. You got so wrecked that John Jones needs you illegally, which personally, I don't think those knees should be illegal when it comes to grounded opponents. Look, why should you feel safe on one knee? That yeah. makes no or like or grounded. You shouldn't feel safe. Yeah. But you took uh now I do respect the hell out of you for continuing the fight because you could have just taken the taken the dub and got back that way. But then again, John Jones probably just would have gotten it back yeah. in a lot uh in a quicker manner, I think. I mean you got outstruck over f- about six times more than uh but you got outstruck by Jones six times in your output. I can't stand when people talk crap, but I'm like, dude, you lost horribly. And he wasn't even trying. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, how, I mean he, took, the, he tried three takedowns and do hardly did anything. Yeah. Like look at the, look at the percentages too. Like it wasn't even like uh, Smith was even opening up like 45 strikes. And that's 60, that's landing 60% where 83% is 238 strikes. Like I don't know. You're just not in the position to say something absolutely ludicrous like that, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, John Jones landed 80 strikes, well, 78 strikes in round five. That's absurd, especially as a light heavyweight. That's actually insane. Um, significant or not. Um, Jones versus Tiago Santos. Tiago Santos is the only man to ever take a scorecard from John Jones. And personally, I thought John Jones won this fight fair and square. I mean, if you look at the latter rounds, he won on the striking game pretty significantly and round two. Round one was really the only one you could contest he lost. It wasn't a great fight. But Tiago Santos did bust his knee in the second round, but that was because John Jones was pressing forward and he stepped back into the octagon. That's what happens. I'm sorry. But now Tiago Santos is making big bills over in PFL. Go get that dub, champ. Um, oh, congrats on the kid with uh, Yana Kunitskaya. Congrats. Um, but, yeah, at this point, John Jones just seems bored. There's no fear. Yeah. Um, would you rather fight Rampage or would you rather fight Tiago Santos? If you want to win, you'd rather fight Tiago Santos. For yeah. for the glory, I'd rather fight uh Rampage. Yeah. But, <sighs> Dominic damn man. Dominic Reyes has not been the same since this fight. No. And it's really sad. And you look at the um you know, the trash talk before the fight, John Jones. He's like, you know, you're just a pawn on the on the board, essentially. And, you you know, if you look at the... Now, Jones was outstruck rounds one through three. I thought Jones won round three due to pressure and stuff. I really do. Rounds four and five were clearly John Jones. And it wasn't even particularly close. Rounds one and two did go to Reyes. I will happily admit that. Round three, was it a toss-up? Sure. But did John Jones win that? Absolutely. I think so. But the is what I want to talk about with John Jones. The fact that Dominic Reyes was nowhere near the same after this fight. I mean, he got obliterated by Blahovich. Then Yuri sent him to some other dimension. Uh, shout out Yuri Prohaska. Come on the podcast, man. Um, your coach was on. <laughs> shout out Martin Karivanov, man. Head coach of Yuri Prohaska hopping on the podcast back in July. Um, go watch that. It's the featured video on the channel. But, um, and then... He got knocked out by a Ryan Span jab, bro. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Span does hit hard. Don't get me wrong. That dude hits like a ton of bricks. But a jab, like he was, and then, you know, Span did follow up. But it's just sad to see, man, a yeah. promising talent and just got obliterated. Yeah. I don't even know what, what to add on to that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just. But if if you look at John Jones, right, um, let's go to his uh, – I'll read out some of his accomplishments to you. Longest light heavyweight championship reign at all time in UFC history, 1,501 days, just under five years, was the interim UFC light heavyweight champion. Longest unbeaten streak in UFC history at 18. Most consecutive wins in the UFC light heavyweight division at 13. Uh, most consecutive title offenses in that division at 8. Uh, most co- – Successful at 11. Um, most successful in UFC history across all weight divisions. Tied with Mighty Mouse. Most wins in UFC title fights at 14. Most UFC light heavyweight title fights at 15. Um, most wins in UFC light heavyweight title fights. Most decision wins in the light heavyweight division. Just so many records. Um, youngest fighter to win a championship. And then, you know, he has some... And he got into the Hall- UFC Hall of Fame with the Gus fight. He, he's 
it's hard to, to um you know obviously you can go to the picograms or whatnot but i don't think you can debate that he's the best of all time if you look at mighty mouse yes he does have the most uh consecutive defenses along with jo- uh, the most not con- overall defenses with jones however the, the competition just doesn't stack up in my opinion yeah as much yeah. as i love mighty mouse yeah. i think a prime mighty mouse would dominate the flyweight division today but yeah. that is not a great division in the ufc i'm sorry as much as I love Mighty Mouse, I hope he beats Marais in May. I really do. I love Mighty Mouse. But, dude, he's just not. He's not John. He's not John. And no one will no one will ever be John Jones. I'm sorry. He is so great that no one will ever be him. GSP is the only one I, I think you can argue that he was who's close to John Jones' greatness. But that because he beat every opponent that he ever faced. Yeah. Then again. GSP lost to those to to Sarah and Hughes. Sarah, I mean, that's a that's an outlier that that happens. But I think uh, I think you and I both said John Jones is the goat when we. Absolutely, it's not even close. But, bro, one more thing. John Jones's uh picks came out. Um. I am from MMA Mania. I am sick. Of, people are making fun of John Jones looking like this. Stop it. Just stop it. That is that is about as ripped as you can get without getting a six pack. Yeah. That's- <laughs> like he, he's not fat guys. <laughs> and that's the beauty about heavyweight. You don't need to have a six pack. If you look at Tom Aspinall, he's not fat by any means. Doesn't really have a six pack, but he's not fat. That dude is scary. Curtis Blades, he has a four pack. There's some there are people with six packs, but when he's this, his cardio is going to be even better because of this, due to the fact that he can go into fat and get energy from that after a long fight. Bro, people don't know what they're talking about. Like that, that is a that is a specimen, <laughs> like athletic specimen, Jarrett. Jarrett, tomorrow you and I are going to preview this card. Um, but <laughs> I I am so excited. Like this is the most excited I've ever been for a fight ever. It's a great fight, and it's an even better fight card. Honestly, it's an even better fight card. You know, we're gonna give you guys a little preview of the preview, and we're gonna go through. Uh, we're not. I'm just gonna list off some of the um, the fights on the card. The the main card's amazing. But the prelims are pretty good, too. You got Julian Marquez, Throwing Hands alum. Check it out. Going against Marc-Andre Barrial. Ian Machado-Gary. Um, Jessica Penne. Tabitha Ricci. Some good people on the prelims. Um, Viviani Adarujo. Amanda Hivas. Derek Blonde Brunson's back. Um, let's see what he can do against Dracus, Dracus Duplessis. I love Duplessis. Um, Cody Garbrandt. Trevin Jones. Cody. Cody. I know we're previewing this tomorrow, but please win, man. Please win. I, I implore you. Use your wrestling. You're a D2 wrestler at Notre Dame College up in Cleveland, man. Please, please win. Please win. Um, Bo Nickel, Jamie Pickett. Bo Nickel may be the future. 3-0. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think he gets the victory on, on Saturday, but we'll get into that later. Matosh Gamrot, Jalen Turner. Great. That is an awesome, awesome fight. Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Great fight. I love my boy Shavkat. One of my favorites. 
Valentina versus Alexa Grasso. Saw Alexa Grasso in person get the, uh, the sub over Joanne Calderwood. Joanne Wood, rather. I apologize. And then John ending the night with John Jones versus Surreal God. Jarrett, it's so good. I know. We've been looking forward to it for months. Yeah, we've, we've, I think we've talked about this every single week uh, oh, leading yeah. up to the fight. <laughs> oh, but before we leave, any, do you got anything else to add about John Jones? Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Cool. I just remember so, winning with him on the old UFC video games as a kid. So yeah, he's been my fighter for, for a while. Yep. Um, so tomorrow uh, we'll be back with a, a preview of uh, UFC 285, Jones versus Gone. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs>